It's time for Done Being Single with your hosts, Trevor and Robbie Scharf. If you're dating the same type over and over again, making the same mistakes and not finding love, then you're not done being single. What you need is some tough love dating intervention, Trevor and Robbie style. Whether you're new to dating or have been dating forever, we've got you covered. Now, here are your hosts, Trevor and Robbie Sharp. Welcome to Done Being Single. Yes, and welcome to all the quitters of the world. Why are we welcoming quitters? This show quitters? is for you. Oh, that doesn't sound appetizing. Oh, but it is. Okay. Quitting what? is my new favorite hobby. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know you to be a quitter. I didn't know myself to be a quitter. I really am not one, but I think that quitting when in appropriate times and places can be a very effective tool. Ah, raspberry. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to make you a believer by the end of this show. You mean qu- quitting is good? Quitting is good. Like greed. Like greed. (laughs) (laughs) Quitting is good. Yeah. Uh, Sometimes I can see that. Sometimes quitting is probably better than staying in, regardless of what we're talking about. It goes against everything we're taught. Everything about quitters never, winners never quit and quitters never win. What? Losers never win. Is it quitters never win? Quitters. No, losers never win. What? Never Winners never lose. lose. No, I don't know. It's okay. Quitters never win. And winners never quit. I don't. Which is, for the most part, God. very, very true in a lot of most situations in life. Definitely uh, as it pertains to fitness and sports and my line of work and coaching. And yeah, you, you don't want to quit. But I can say that quitting was the strongest thing I've ever and most it was the most scary thing I ever did and I'm going to explain why please do because I don't know what you're talking about okay well I want to back up a little bit because I got this idea of quitting and the power of quitting from an author entrepreneur teacher Seth Godin he's Mm -hmm. sort of a big deal in the um, he's an influencer in the the business and leadership Um, space and he kind of validated my feelings about quitting but as he describes it it's not just any quitting okay this is this is the difference this is the important distinction you have to make by between just giving up because you're lazy or you're scared or you're you know you don't have the balls Um, and what's called what he calls smart quitting or strategic quitting And that is when your current path isn't getting you toward your goal, okay? You cut your losses and turn your attention or use your energy toward other productive pursuits. That's strategic. That's smart quitting. That would also take some serious brain power to acknowledge that the path you're on is not getting you where you want to be and it's time to cut bait or... What's the other expression there? Something like that. So I, I think that uh, when you are doing something for a long period of time and it's not working for you and you say, I need to adjust, I need to look at my options and try a different path. It's not I'm right. I'm not 
going to continue down the same path because I'm getting the same results. So I need to try something new. And we have talked many times about oh, something yes. like that. Yes. It's not just rolling over and playing dead. Okay. That's not what no. we're talking about here. We are talking about turning, using your energy and turning your attention toward other things that will be more productive and more, um, and less self-defeating. Because if sometimes when you're just beating it, beating it, beating it, you know, you're beating your head against. <laughs> what? Not that kind of beating. Oh, okay. Beating your head against the wall. Okay. It, right? It's so bad for you. It's just so, so demoralizing and self-defeating and counterproductive and i don't care if it's business which is where this original idea and our guest is going to definitely back me up on this because this is sort of this came from the business world but it also applies to dating everything applies to dating well we know that already but i feel so strongly about quitting that i devoted an entire chapter of my forthcoming book shameless plug here Confessions of a Late Blooming Bride, a first-time bride at 50, dishes the dirt on conquering singledom and finding love later in life. I devoted an entire chapter to quitting. Okay. Okay? So can I give you a quote from my book? Okay. Too bad you're going to get it anyway. Here's a quote from my forthcoming book, which I just mentioned. Giving up isn't a loser strategy. It's actually a smart move when you keep hitting walls, fail to get results, or lack the passion to keep grinding it out. When you surrender for the right reasons, you free yourself up to find strength in other areas. I mean, come on, am I right? Don't play the snore sound effect. You're right. You're not going to be, because I find this to be extremely exciting. Where is the beef? I'll tell you where the beef is. The beef is in quitting. And I'm going to be, I have to, <laughs> I'm actually, I credit quitting. Okay. Are you ready for this? No. With sit down. I hope you're sitting down. Why don't you say something? I credit quitting with meeting you, being okay. able to meet you and get married. Don't That's look at heavy. me like that. So because you quit, you met me. Right. Uh, okay. what'd, what'd you quit? I You quit being a sap. Yeah, I did. I quit, quit being a victim. A I quit victim I quit with being... other men and relationships yes. and things that yes. kept you from being who you really are. Right. So as soon as you acknowledge that and you quit that, I came into your life. Thank you. This is exactly the point I'm making. This is what I'm saying. Thank you. Right. Correct, Aruni. So, yes, I quit. I quit. I gave up. I, I did. I'm embarrassed to say it, but I'm kind of not because, well, I mean, like I said, it goes against everything I knew as an athlete and a, and a trainer and a coach. But I will tell you, man, it was the greatest thing I ever did. Because well, isn't that special? <laughs> It did. It really released me. Okay. Okay. So, you know, listen, if the glove don't fit, you must quit. Nip it in the bud. Well, I did. And I didn't realize what I was doing. I didn't realize it. I didn't realize it was at the (laughs) time. Because like I'm saying, everybody, quitting is, it's shameful. People are embarrassed. People are ashamed to quit. 
They, be, they feel like well, failures and losers. Okay, because quitting has a bad connotation to it. It does. It gets a bad rap. So maybe people are afraid to quit because they know they will be labeled as a quitter. And so I think what we are going to talk about today yeah. is that all quitting is not bad. All quitting was not ha, is not created equal. Okay. Okay. Right. <laughs> and and I, we're bringing on uh, the guy to to break it down for us so and help qu- everybody quit. If you quit, you can admit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Okay. Something like now, that. Now, do you know why I love this this episode I, today? Oh, now I know. Well, yes. Okay. I so, think there's some real merit in talking about hey, this. Hey, and you know what? You teach me different uh, ways to quit all the time. You know. I don't know if I'm going to like this one. No, no. You you t- well worn path. Yes. Okay, that's quitting. Mm-hmm. Giving up the well worn path. Yes. That is quitting, my friend. Well, if it ain't working. Yeah. Right? Acknowledge that what's not working, but you also have to be willing to try something new for a new result. Right. And by the way, there's a word for that. There's a lot of, uh, shit, what is it? It's sunk cost. I've got, I think that's it. Sunk cost. It's when you've put in so much time into something, so much energy, right? And you don't want to quit because you're like, fuck, I've put, I've just, I'm too far in, man. I'm too deep. I can't quit now. No. And that's when you've got to quit. Okay, well, I think that uh, we are going to take our first break right now. Okay. But who's our guest that we're going to bring on? We're bringing on the great Dr. Stanley Robertson, the quit doctor. The quit doctor. Yes. Okay, so we are going to our first break, and then we will be back with Dr. Stanley Robertson. And we are back. And I'm going to introduce our guest. Excellent idea. Dr. Stanley G. Robertson grew up in a project building on the south side of Chicago. He pleaded temporary insanity and joined the Marine Corps, then trained as a lawyer and earned a doctorate in business. Jack Canfield, creator of Chicken Soup for the Soul, calls Dr. Stan the coolest person he knows and predicts that Dr. Stan's new book, Quit, will be a bestseller. Dr. Stan has come to be known as the Quit Doctor because of his relentless determination to heal the world of the stigma and shame associated with the concept of quitting. He is an author, coach, and speaker, and you can find out more about Dr. Stan at thequitdoctor.com, but right now you can find him here on Done Being Single. Welcome, Dr. Stan. Hey, thanks, guys. I appreciate you having me on. Thank you for being on the show. Okay, so you've been listening and hopefully laughing and enjoying the <laughs> crying <laughs> or crying or, or cringing or quitting or quitting. Uh, you, guys, you guys are hilarious. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, we kind of think we are on occasion. We, we can be. So questions galore. Are you ready? Absolutely. Are you assumed? Have you assumed the position? Uh-oh. Absolutely. <clears throat> ready to rock and roll. All Good. right. Prepare for impact. Okay. So can we, can we I, I want to find out yeah. how do you become a quit doctor? Okay, that's a great question. All right, that, that's a good question. Uh, the way you become a quit doctor is to adapt the philosophy that quitting is good and I I heard uh, Robbie mentioned it earlier. Greed is good. You have to adapt the philosophy that quitting is good. Once you do that, you're on the right track. Okay. Well, uh, and so you have obviously found that being adept at quitting or getting people to adjust to quitting, there's actually a business model here for you. 
Yeah, th- there's some great benefits to quitting, as you guys have been mentioning. One of the problems, though, with the concept is that we have this stigma attached to the idea, and that prevents people from quitting all sorts of things that are literally ruining their lives. And that is a problem in and of itself. We don't want to be labeled as a quitter. Mm-hmm. No, it's, it's, there's and, shame involved. Oh, let's talk about that. Why, why, is, why do we not want to be labeled as a quitter? Well, the, because we have this notion that quitting is a bad thing. We've actually turned the word itself. Now, this is a very simple word, Q-U-I-T, quit. We've turned that word into a negative word. It's actually a slur. So if I want to insult you, I might call you a quitter. That is, those are fighting words in many circles. So people do not want to be considered as a quitter because in our society, we deem quitters as losers. Mm-hmm. Quit equals lose. So, mm-hmm. you know, people don't want to be called a loser, and we've somehow made the word is synonymous with loser. Well, we, I guess you really can't help it because historically when an entity quits or a team quits or somebody quits on somebody, they usually lose. It's not, you, you don't hear about quitting and winning. Quitting and winning don't usually go hand in hand. Yeah, that, that's a good comment that you've made. Two things I would say about that. Number one is that if you're talking about you know sports, pro- professional athletes, uh, amateur athletics, Quitting is frowned on. However, there is a time and a place that you should consider quitting. For example, if you are trying to, uh, let's just assume, for example, that professional football is your goal, that's your life's mission. You want to be a professional football player. You should not quit if that's your goal and you are practicing and it's it's hard, it's difficult, it's tough. That is not the time to quit. That's when you have to push through. On the other hand, if you decide, you know what, I I don't want to be a professional football player. I enjoy something else. Then you should quit. I'll I'll give you a quick example. Let's take um, Michael Jordan, one of the best basketball players of of our time or, or in fact any time. He was one of the best NBA players, and then his father died. It changed the circumstances in his life, so he decided that he didn't want to play. In other words, he lost the will for the game. He lost his edge, so he retired. After he retired, he then decided to play baseball because he said that's what his father always wanted him to do, is be a a baseball player. When he did that, he recognized that he was not particularly good at baseball. So what did he do? He quit and he went back to basketball. As a result, he won three more championships, got six rings on his fingers and becomes one of the greatest players in the world. So there are times when you should quit because quitting is the right thing to do. That's an interesting analogy and example because I think that his own ego probably is what enabled him to say, you know, I'm so great at basketball, I bet I could be just as great at baseball. And it didn't work <clears> out <throat> for him in that regard. That's, that's true, but, but what happened in his, in his situation is that he recognized something. The thing that he recognized is that after his father died, he did not have the will, he didn't have the urgency to play the game of basketball that he had prior to that. And then he decided to go ahead and do something else. And, and that's fine because one of the things 
one of the times when we ought to be quitting things is when we don't want to do it anymore. Sometimes you decide, you know what? Uh, I played basketball. I, I loved the game, and now I don't want to do it for whatever reason. Uh, it, and it doesn't matter if you are a writer, if you are a ballet dancer, if you're an accountant, a lawyer. It does not matter. If you decide, I don't want to do this any longer for whatever your reason is. Now, there are some bad reasons to quit things, which we may or may not talk about later. But if you get to the point where you don't want to do something because your priorities have changed, that is a valid reason to quit doing it. Mm. I was going to say, I think that Robbie just said ego. Did you say ego? I did. Okay. So I want to add, yes, to ego, I want to add fear. I think fear and ego keep people in the game. They keep them from feeling like I, you know, I'm in too deep. I'm in, I'm in too far. I can't quit now. And I think that's definitely the case. You know, for some reason I keep seeing like a, an image of a tightrope and your job as a doctor is to not get people to go on the walk, the tightrope, but because that's fear, there's, that's fear inducing, right? And it's scary to go on a tightrope. You, what your job is to get people off the tightrope because that's just as scary is to, to leave and quit and, th- and throw in the towel or the, the wave the white flag. That's really scary for people. That, that is very scary. And the, the, the reason why it makes it scary, and th- this is my problem here with this whole concept of quitting. My problem is if you want to quit something, you should feel free to release that thing. You should not feel stuck doing X just because society says you have to continue doing X once you start it. That is totally ridiculous. No one should be stuck in any endeavor just because other people may look at them as, quote, a loser or, quote, a quitter. Because, number one, quitting is not a bad word. It's not a bad thing, uh, which is the whole point of the conversation. But nobody ought to feel stuck. We ought to be free. But I I do want to comment just real quick on something that you, you referred to in your comment now and earlier, you said something about the sunk cost. Yes, right? That is that is, what it's called? That, sunk cost. Yes, yeah, yeah it, okay. it's called sunk cost. Right. And in the business world, it's called the uh, it, it's called sunk cost, but in the context of what we're talking about, we may refer to this as the sunk cost fallacy. The sunk cost fallacy is just a concept that's gonna tell you if you, once you invest in something, once you invest so much time, so much money, so much effort or energy, then you have to keep doing that thing because of the prior investment. Uh, for example, if you are in a relationship, if you have a car, um, my daughter had a car, which which we had bought for her while she was in high school. And she had it, we had, um, replace the transmission in the car. We spent about $2,000. The very next week, she had an accident. The car was totaled. Now, we had a decision to make. We could have continued to keep the car because we invested so much money into the car, or we could face the fact this car is totaled. We need to just get rid of it and buy a new car or figure out another plan. Now, what most people will do is they'll keep doing something because, hey, I just gave them $2,000. I'm not going to get rid of this car. But what happens? It costs you more money to keep Mm -hmm. a car that is no good that you're going to keep putting money into, putting money into. And the same happens with relationships as well. You're in a relationship and you've been involved in this relationship for a certain period of time. 
it may be toxic. It may be very bad. It may even be violent. And you don't give it up because of the past commitment or how long you've been together or what society may say by you giving up this relationship or the marriage. That is not a good thing. Can you talk about how to be a successful quitter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there are several things that you can do to if you want to be a successful quitter. Now, I have written or created this four-step process. Now, what I'm about to say, of, of course, it simplifies the process. So there's obviously more involved. But just to give you the short version, what I did is um, the four-step process. I used the acronym QUIT, Q-U-I-T, to describe the four steps. And I believe that if people follow these four steps, they can quit anything successfully. The, the Q which is step one, stands for quit quickly. So I think that the moment you recognize that your priorities have changed or that this is a dead end or it's not going to get you where you want to be, then you should stop doing it. In other words, quit as fast as you possibly can. One of the problems is that we keep doing things that we knew we should have quit long ago, last year, the year before, a week ago, whatever it is, the longer you continue engaging in something that's unproductive for you or that's not bringing you success or that's making you miserable, the worse you're going to be both mentally and physically. So step one is quit quickly. The, the second step, which is the you, Q, you, is understand the negative emotions. And then there's ways that you can navigate around some of those negative emotions that might creep up to prevent you from doing something that you ought to do. Once you understand the negative emotions, step number three is initiate a new goal. And I heard Robbie uh, refer to this earlier, that you do need to replace whatever you're quitting with something else. And that is very true. It is, it is much easier for you to have a new mate or a new job. And it's going to be easier for you to release the old thing if you can have a new goal, regardless to what that new goal is. So initiating a new goal is crucial when it's, when you're trying to give up old habits, old thinking, whatever it is. And then the fourth step, which is the T, is to transform your behavior because we know that you can't keep doing the same thing that you were doing before. If you have a new goal, you, you're going to have to do some different things. You, you may have to get some more resources. You may have to... Uh, I don't know, get some more skills. You may have to meet some new people, whatever it is that you need to do. But uh, that fourth step is transform your behavior. So that's the four, that's kind of the simplified version of uh, the four step it, process. Great. It's, I wrote them down and I think it, it's a wonderful thing to adhere to. And as I was listening to you, I realized, well, successful quitting is all about uh, breaking an addiction. Getting out of, uh, you know, going into AA if that's your issue, going to Gamblers Anonymous, whatever that is, which you and I should have an appointment doing soon. <laughs> uh, but, you know, these are things that we strive to be successful at if we can quit these things that have been part of our lives for a long time. So I think that that is a part of the success of quitting. And the stigma should be every bit as positive Yeah. with that as it is negative when you are in a sports environment sure. and you don't want to quit you and you need to keep it going for whatever reason. And as it applies to dating, I got to say that I think people feel if they took themselves out of the game, what would they be missing? You know, what would happen? Very big point. I have. It to is. Okay. Hold it for a second. Okay. We're going to go to a break. 
our second break, and we'll be back with more from Dr. Stanley Robertson. <laughs> and we are back. Honey, continue your thought. Yeah, so as quitting pertains to dating, okay, here's the time to quit. The time to quit dating, even if it's just temporary time out, is when you feel like you're getting jaded, you're hardened, you're getting cynical, your patience levels are going down, you're getting irritated, you're not enjoying it, it's not joyful, it's not fun anymore. The disappointments are way outweighing any kind of joy in the whole thing. That's the time to quit. That's what you gotta do. But I get why people don't. Because quit, because dating is like a slot machine, especially if you're online dating. And you know the feeling when you've put in a ton of coins into a slot machine, you don't wanna walk away because you feel like this is gonna pay off. Any minute, any minute, it's going to pay off. I cannot walk away. I've put too much money and time and energy into this. It's just, it's gotta pay off. And sometimes it doesn't, and that's when you quit. So, but then the next person that puts a quarter right, in exactly. wins. But the truth is that that person might be more compatible with that hey, or relationship you just left and got out of. It doesn't reflect on you. No, I can't. It, listen, if I had a dime for every relationship I left because I wasn't getting what I needed out of it, and then they went on to go marry someone else, I mean, I'd be a millionaire because it just happened all the time. But, wow. but there. There is definite fear about leaving something. There's fear with quitting. And what I'm saying is that there's power in it. I, I agree with that, that there is power in it. I know this young woman, she's in Southern California, and she was married to this guy. Now, her name is Nicole, and Nicole was, by her own admission, she was fat. So she had been fat shamed. In fact, she was fat shamed by her own husband. He was this tall, handsome French guy. So they had this marriage, and one day they had a, a baby. She, after the delivery, he comes into the bedroom. She's sitting on the bed, and he reaches down in the, you know, the excess skin that's left over after the delivery, lifts up the excess skin on her stomach, and then he says to his wife, "Do you think I could be attracted to that?" He didn't say that. Yeah, this is what he said. So now, obviously. <sighs> This is a very toxic uh, relationship. And of course, there's other things that he did and said you know, to his wife. However, she would not give up that relationship. Now, they owned a string of bakeries. Eventually, she divorced the husband, but she kept the business because she still wanted, she was still attached to that guy. She still wanted to be in a relationship even if it weren't wasn't the marriage she still wanted to be in a relationship with that guy now eventually she gave up the bakery and after she did she, once she gave up the business she lost all the weight she her her self-esteem skyrocketed she became very successful she became an author uh, she became a a uh, what do you call it a yoga coach so she's doing very well but this illustrates a point the idea of quitting there is a technical term for the word quit in the technical term. And you'll see this in all the research and all the studies that you read on the concept of quitting. But the technical term is goal disengagement, goal, G-O-A-L, disengagement. I like that. It, it means that if you have a goal, if you're doing something, you have to disengage from that. But there's two components to goal disengagement. You have to give up two things. Number one, you have to give up the effort 
And then number two, you have to give up the commitment. Giving up the effort is a little bit easier. Like my friend, Nicole, she gave up the effort by divorcing the husband, but she could not give up the commitment. That's why she wanted to stay connected with the guy because of the emotional attachment to that particular person. And I believe that one of our problems with quitting anything, whether it's a relationship or anything else, is that second component, which is the commitment. We can give up the effort. In other words, we can stop doing the thing, but the mental and emotional attachment to the thing is much more difficult. It seems like it's a common thread amongst any abusive relationship, I think, that you hear about women that are not going to leave their man, even though you know any sane person would say, what are you still doing? He beats you, he's abusive and all these things, but you still continue to stay in there. And at this point, I think it's the fear of the unknown is more fearful than yeah. the fear of the known. And and that could yeah. be a reason why people stay. Right. Devil you know is better than the devil you don't. I also think that getting, not just staying in a relationship, well, yeah, staying in a relationship, once you've been in it for a while, what about just trying to get yourself into one? Mm-hmm. How about that? How about square peg round hole here where you probably shouldn't be with this person even just to begin with. And I know a lot of women, including myself, that pushed and stayed and endured and thinking any minute now this guy's going to change. Any minute now he's going to realize how great I am. Any minute now I'm going to, my love is going to change him and it's going to win the day. When no, no, it doesn't. It doesn't happen that way. But they don't give up because they think that well, I can change him. I can fix him. I can heal him, and that often doesn't happen. So I agree with marriage because you know, especially if you're if you've been married and if you have kids, I get you want to work on it. You want to hang in, right? You don't want to quit. Mm-hmm. We have friends that are just getting divorced, and they. God bless them. They really tried to work on it. They gave it their all. They went to therapy, couples therapy. They did their own individual therapy. They really went to the ends of the earth to try to keep their marriage together. And so, you know, at that point, you can sort of say, hey, all right, I understand. You, you did your best. It's time to go your separate ways. Well, I'd like to make two comments about that. One of them is the idea of changing him. That's the worst idea I've ever heard in life. If you are with someone, that person is who they are. So going into a relationship with the expectation that you are going to change the person or they're, they're going to change for some reason is a recipe for disaster. So that, that's the first thing. That, that never, ever works. And if it does, it's just because you got lucky. Right. So I, so I would say that is rule that out just right away. Don't ever go into a relationship. If you are if you hook up with someone, that person, he is who he is. And you should either accept or not that person's character and personality because people's character and personality do not change. The, the second thing, though, that I want to mention is you, you were talking about divorce. Divorce is a very difficult thing. I've been married for 32 years. Oh, my God. Congratulations. Oh, thank you. Thank you. How do you and, do it? <laughs> were you going to say, how did I do it? Is I mean, that... how do you do it? Oh. <laughs> um, 
I, I'd like to respond to that, actually. Uh, but but I, I want to complete this thought just really quickly. Divorce is not something that I necessarily advocate. However, my problem with quitting is that if two people are married and they decide for themselves that they do not want to be together, together for whatever re- their reason is, they should not feel ashamed. They should feel free to leave that relationship. Why should they feel stuck in this relationship? Because society says it's bad to quit a marriage. It's bad to get a divorce. It just doesn't make sense. It causes that person mental stress and mental stress leads to physical stress. We we recognize that the cells in our bodies are literally dying under stress. So whenever you you are in a stressful situation, a stressful environment, it kills the cells in your body, which leads your body literally to death. Your body is decaying. So we should feel free, any person out there. And again, I'm not saying that people should just run out and get a divorce. All I'm saying is that you, if the divorce is the thing that you need to do, you need to get away from that individual. You should not feel like you have to stay you're trapped just because of society's views on divorce that that just doesn't make sense to me you're right and then you then once you feel trapped oh my gosh there's there's a whole other set of things that start happening once you feel like you're a prisoner of a certain situation when you quit cuz i i was mentioning in the opening segment that's kind of what i did before i met robbie i i just gave up i mean i just said this is I can't keep doing this anymore. I'm going to be single forever. That's it. That's just the new normal. This is going to be the new me, my new life. I'm turning 50 and fuck it. I'm just going to be single forever. And I released myself. There was a there was a kind of liberation that I felt that it was so freeing. It was so fantastic. Um, and But I want to say there's a caveat to quitting in that you, you let go of sort of the, I don't know, the I don't want to say you give up on your dream, but there is a a sort of a releasing of your expectations. And what you will feel, the initial maybe panic or anxiety, you will feel when you give up on something or when you quit something, you will gain so much in in dignity and self-worth. It also just frees you up to really apply yourself in other areas. Mm -hmm. And that is the, the side benefit of a healthy, of a good quitting. I like a good quitting. A good quitting. (laughs) Well, speaking of that, uh, we have to quit this segment and go on to our next break, but we will be back with more from Dr. Stanley Robertson. And we are back. Dr. Robertson, tell us more about how to deal with this fear of the unknown when we find ourselves in a situation that we finally realize is not getting us where we want to go, whether it's a relationship or a job dead-end job of some sort and we realize we have to get out of this i need to get out of this for my own sanity but i'm afraid and i'm afraid of what exists out there and i i need this job uh what if i don't meet anybody else whatever it is how do we combat that fear of the unknown yeah that's a great question a couple of things i would say about that one of them is there is something called the expectancy theory the expectancy theory says this it says that if you're in a particular situation or you're taking a 
a particular course of action, most of the time people do it based on what they expect the outcome to be. So that if you think something is going to happen or if you expect something to happen, you may act in accordance with those expectations. Now, so if you're trying to avoid doing something that you don't want to do. So in other words, you want to get out of a particular relationship or situation, but you there's some fear you know, of the unknown, for example, then you may want to change how you view that particular thing. And there's various ways that you can do that. So um, I, I do have this one uh, couple. She was a lawyer. He was a doctor. In fact, he was a surgeon. And they owned a clinic, but the husband who was the surgeon had a, uh, a heart attack and he was, you know, he couldn't function any longer in the business. The wife who was a lawyer, she wanted to keep that business going. So, she, and she did. Now she sunk lots of money into this business and it just, it never worked because she didn't have the skills. The reason she did it is because she expected that it was going to work out. She was a Christian and she thought that, you know, God would make it work and, and that kind of thing. The problem is she didn't have the skills. So one of the things that we should do is look at our expectations. Are they realistic? What the thing that you're trying to do, the thing that you want to happen, do you have the, the skills, the experience, the background, whatever you need to make that thing happen? If you don't, then you're going to have to change your behavior from that. The second thing that I would say in terms of fear, if you're afraid of the outcome or if you're, you're afraid what might happen if you, for example, get up the relationship, is you have to face the fear head on. In other words, do the thing that you're most afraid of. Now, obviously, that's more that's easier said than done, but that is one of the prevailing thoughts in terms of how to overcome fear. If you are afraid, for example, of going out uh, to a, a party or to an event by yourself because you, you, know, you don't want to look like you're lonely or desperate or whatever, then do it. So in other words, by doing it, it makes the fear go away because fear is the expectation, uh, not the expectation, but the, the notion that you don't know what's going to happen. We fear the unknown. If we know what it is, then, okay, fine. We, kn we know the result. So doing the thing, going to the party by yourself, for example, is a way to alleviate the unknown. Once you eliminate the unknown factor and you go and like, oh, this is not half bad or this is good or, you know, it's nice being by myself. It's nice meeting other people or not being attached or whatever that will eliminate the fear just by doing the thing. And that's something mm -hmm. that Trevor mentioned <clears throat> earlier, how liberating it is mm -hmm. when you are able to free yourself of something that has been, in retrospect, a burden. And once you are free of it, you really have shed that weight that is around your yeah. ankles. And... But it's all in the way you frame it. You, you, wow. can, you can quit, but you don't call yourself a loser and don't call yourself a failure. Right. You just can't right. do that. You have to do what you said, and that is you just don't roll over. You have to find something else that it's going to bring you as much passion and joy. Maybe it's not that thing that you were mm -hmm. doing, but there is something else out there for you to be doing too, so you can channel your energy into that. I mean, mm -hmm. I when I met Robbie, I was not down and out. I got to tell you. I mean, I was single and 50. I was, you know, I made peace with it. I was like, this is it. I'm going in for this next half of my life. I'm going to rock it, man. 
and then I met him and it was a total shocker it just didn't I never expected it because I wasn't holding on for dear life I wasn't you know I'd released the death grip of my search and applied it somewhere else (laughs) (laughs) and that was ultimately extremely liberating as I was saying a lot of people do feel that quitting or giving up something happens when you're desperate or when you're at the end of your rope but that is not necessarily true and that should not be the case in other words you should feel free to disengage or release things just because you decided not to release it Uh, you don't have to be desperate you don't have to be at the end of your rope let's take for example uh, arnold schwarzenegger he was one of the world-renowned bodybuilders when he started off his career and he was actually one of the top bodybuilders in the world and he decided to stop doing that and take up acting and he became a very successful action superhero and he was one of the most prolific and at the top of his game in terms of acting and he quit doing that and became a governor and went into politics so you don't have to be like oh i'm i'm at the i'm at my wits end or this is going so terrible in order to quit something as schwarzenegger then the same thing the rock he was a top wrestler in fact he was one of the the best wrestlers in the country in the world and he gave it up and became a uh, an action star and the list goes on and on as far as people who are very successful quitting things letting go of things to do something different so my point is that you don't have to be at your wits end you don't have to be devastated in order to make that decision it's okay to quit something even if the thing is good if you just decide you know what I don't want to do this anymore. I want to do something different. That's okay. Are, are you a sports fan, Dr. Robertson? <clears throat> um, I, I am. A, well, I'm a sports fan from the standpoint that I like to, I like to go out to the stadium because I love being out in the open stadium. Uh, but uh, I'm not a sports fan from the standpoint that I know the names of the players. That's okay. But we live in Los Angeles, and there was a old-time college and pro football coach, Tommy Prothrow, in the '60s. And he coached UCLA, and he coached the LA Rams, I think, for a couple of years. But he had a play in his playbook that I never understood, and it was punting on third down. And for a a team to punt on third down, I mean, I guess there was the act of surprise. You punt when the, the defense is not expecting it. But I always felt that was a little bit of a letdown. You have four downs. Why not utilize all four in fact, don't even punt on fourth. Go for it, you know. All, whatever. But he punted on third down, and and I remember my dad and I would look at each other, going, "Really? <laughs> this is like in 1965 or 64 or something." And it's, it's just like, "Wow, I I never understood that." And I thought that was like a little bit of quitting. I don't know. Is that wrong to associate that with that? But I think that I think that it makes sense from a a logical standpoint to associate that with quitting because it's like they quit their possession. Uh, However, on the other hand, that may have been a good move for that team. As you mentioned, the element of surprise is very powerful, whether it's sports or war or anything like that. So he may have done better by punting because if you're on third down, the defense is going to be lined up for you to run the ball or right. advance the ball in some way. So no one's they are that. not going to be. So, I mean, you may actually 
end up coming out better by punting on third down. Because if you if you take the play on third down and you get five yards, six yards, if you punt on third down, you're going to advance the ball 30 yards. Right, but you're you're also giving up the ball earlier than you would normally if you took advantage of all four downs. So I think that whether it was successful, you don't see it done today. So I think that it eventually... There must have been a reason for it. There must have been a reason. There's some strategy behind it. And if it was successful, I think you'd see more teams incorporating it today. But it doesn't happen. Possibly, possibly. But on the other hand, just because people don't do it today does not mean that it it wasn't successful. Now, I mean, I'd be curious now that you you mentioned this to see what happened on that particular play. Uh, But a lot of times people don't do things just because of what we've been talking about all along. And that is the external pressure it's it's what someone else is going to say what are the fans going to think you know what are what are the other coaches going to say what are the reporters going to report about that particular decision so in other words it's possible coaches don't do it now because of what the uh, external commentation mm-hmm. might be about what they did not because it wasn't a good good play that's probably true you know, too bad we, we're running out of time because we, we're talking we about football, out. and yeah. I, I'd love to talk about. <laughs> and, love, I would yes. love to talk about Andrew Luck, the um, mm. quarterback that just suddenly retired from the Colts. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, man, did he get a bad reaction? Yeah. So you know, the same thing happened. I'm going to talk fast because I know we're getting to the end. But the same thing happened uh, this summer with uh, Vianne Davis, who quit during halftime um, on mm. the professional football team, and they killed him in the media oh yeah so the moral of the story is feel free to quit but make sure it's smart strategic and creative how's that that that's really good and and the person should make sure that they have a plan in other words if you're going to quit something have a good plan because it's very easy to stop doing one thing if you can just immediately launch the second thing you got it and let's try to diminish the stigma of quitting Mm mm-hmm in all situations, because mm. there are, are times when quitting is the best thing to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dr. Robertson, thank you so much. Please tell our audience how they can get a hold of you. Oh, it's very easy. My website is thequitdoctor.com. That is okay, easy. Okay, great. And thank then you. Uh, a few reminders from us. If you have any problems, questions, dating dilemmas, if you need help of any kind, Please email us, okay? We're here for you at Treva and Robbie at DunnBeanSingle.com. That's number one. Uh, follow us, please, on social media at DunnBeanSingle. Write us a little uh, review and make it good, and we'll love you forever. Yes. Uh, I also want to remind our audience that I am a midlife dating and empowerment coach, and as much as I love this podcast, and we do, no amount of great content on this show can take the place of one-on-one coaching. So if you are looking for help and direction and guidance, contact me, work with me at trevabrandonsharf.com. Excellent. All right, Dr. Robertson, thank you again for being on the show, and we look forward to being in touch with you in the future. All right, thanks guys for having me. Trevor and you. Robbie so are great. amazing. Uh, All right, that's man. Wonderful. Thank you. Everybody have a great week Talk and we'll be back soon. next week. Bye bye. I'm Shadow Stevens with my friends Trevor and Robbie. See you next week on Done Being Single.